Be'ezes Hashem Yizbarech. We will continue what we are learning in the holy letters at the Balatanya, letter number 12. What the Shir is in the Skos Rufur Shalema for Hinda Bastaba Rachel. What we are learning, we are going on a deep, fascinating journey, deep into the soul of this letter to understand the depth and the majesty of the Holy Balatanya with this enormous revolution about the essence of charity and the essence of tzedakah, the essence of compassion, and to be able to see the entire Torah on one foot, to be able to see the magnificence and the majesty of the blueprint of creation. And for that, we are going very deep into every word from the Balatanya. And we are spanning through thousands of pages of Hasidic philosophy. Where the story of the whole entire Torah comes, becomes alive. And we are able to see in panoramic view. What is the purpose of life? And how the purpose of all the purposes is compassion. And what does that mean in its depth? What does that mean? To the point that I get it so deeply that it resonates with me. There are times in your life, whether through pain or whether through tremendous enlightenment, that something resonates and you know exactly what you need to do. Everything becomes clear to you. Where there's a tremendous accumulation of information and now you got it, you understand it. It could be a niche in your business. It can be an idea of moving to a new home, to a new city. There's certain decisions that a person makes that are based on inner transformation, inner clarity. And the goal of the Holy Balatanya, the Holy Balshemtiv, was to share with you the gift of the Messianic era, the gift of the taste into the Messianic era now, to be born into a generation that's so poor in regards to how far away we are from this man bias, from the time of the Beis HaMikdash when we saw the revelation Godly revelation, how far away we are from Matan Torah, when the whole entire world screamed, screamed out, I am God, and there was no echo, there was no absorption. Where the whole entire world saw God, and what you usually saw 
what you usually see. You only heard about it. Usually, God is in the books, spirituality, heaven, things you can't touch. But during Matan Torah, it was the exact opposite. They saw what's usually heard. They saw God, which is usually heard. And what is usually seen, the physicality was only heard. You could only see the energy that animated the universe. And the same thing was in Kriya Shamsuf. In Kriya Shamsuf, they were transported to the kingdom of heaven where everything was split to its core. Where you saw the energy that animated every kingdom. Mineral, vegetable, animal and human. You saw that even in the mineral kingdom, the energy is trapped. It's God. And the vegetable you saw, the energy, the life force, and the animal you saw, the body was translucent, and the human you saw the soul. That's why the Holy Ariza says during Kriyas Yamsav was like a child coming out of his mother's womb. The children of Israel were born. By Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, they learned who they were not. They were not Mitzrayim. They watched the whole Egyptian empire crumble. Similar to a Bar Mitzvah boy and a Bas Mitzvah girl. 12 and 13 years old, they watched their whole self-perception of their identity crumble. You're not a child anymore. You're an adult. You're not a victim anymore. You're not playing with matchbox cars and Barbie dolls. You have transcended into intellect. You have transcended into a madaber. Yes, you may hold that tremendous peer pressure and the tremendous sense of self. This is my doll. This is my car. Tremendous sense of confusion. But now you are given the gift that your soul could come deep into your body. The birth of your soul happens on your bar and bas mitzvah. The birth of the Jewish soul happened in Kriyas Yamsuf because everything was split to its core. We discovered we are not who we are. We are not the bodies. We are not. We break out of our confinement. We are not limited versions of ourselves. We have a body which looks like it's a copy of God. But actually it's not a copy, it's a reflection. It's a reflection that the original has to be revealed, has to dwell within it. Not it's a copy. If we think that we are a copy of God, then we choose everything for the copy, for the glimmer, for the mirror. I want the mirror image of myself rather than who I am. You look in the mirror and you see a glimpse of who you are. That beauty that you see in the mirror is just a glimpse into the infinite beauty that you possess inside you. But if you worship your whole life on your image, that means your soul, which has no image, your soul, which has no limit, which is a part of the divine, is trapped in its image, trapped in the self. When the truth is we are selfless. We were made in God's image, which means there is no image at all. And all images are meant to be broken. <laughs>
all brokenness that we have in our life have to unleash a core that's so deep within that will make peace with everything, that will bring a tranquility and a harmony with everything. All of my confusion, all of my trauma, all of my betrayal, all my childhood will make sense. Because there's a part of me that's a partner with God and in that space I create my future. I am not a victim no matter what happened to me in the past. The moment's being created, this moment, something from nothing right now. And there's no past, not with my spouse and not with my parents and not with my children. And to live with one moment in time is to stifle the world for myself and from everyone else around me is to live with the copy, to live with the mirror, to live with the glimmer. So when we say we were made in God's image, we mean to say that God has no image. So why did he narrow himself down to 10 energies? Which that's essentially what we mean when we say we were made in his image, that he has 10 energies and we have 10 energies, intellect, heart and experience and feeling. Why do we have this? We have this only so we can shatter this whole image, so we can unleash a core that's beyond time and space that my brain can intellectualize, my brain could comprehend a godly infinity that's selfless. That my heart could unleash a love that's unattached, where I love every person unconditionally. And my body, my whole experience, where I'll experience everyone, a separation that I think I'm separate, but really I'm not separate which means there is an image to transcend the image. Do you understand the enormity of the secret of creation? We get confused. There's an image. So I get trapped by my image. I have a name. I walk into the therapy room. I could sit there for 10 years and talk about myself. But you have nothing to do with yourself. The self is a story. It's a mirror. It's a glimmer. It's an image. It doesn't exist. When you look in the mirror, you're looking at yourself. If you're worshiping that image in the mirror, that image cannot contain, if that image is beautiful, that image is the image of the divine, which means that it is portraying an infinite beauty in within. And that beauty has to come out. Those eyes can see so positively. That heart can love unconditionally. But if you're mesmerized by the beauty, by the allure of the image, then you have confused the idea. The idea is that God should be revealed in the image. The core of my soul should be revealed in my image, in my body. Which means that I can do things that are far beyond what anybody thinks I can do and what I think I can do. Which means that I can transcend my image. I can partner with the divine. And this is an enormous, an enormous idea to understand the Chet Eitzadas in its core. To understand how we all live with this Chet Eitzadas every day. Starting from when we're young. We get confused by the ego, by the sense of self, by the gates of Moves. By the weakness of our own personalities, the weakness, which means that our soul is trapped 
because we are an image. We were made in God's image. And God's image means that he narrowed himself down to 10 energies. So I have a face which contains my intelligence and my emotional intelligence and my communication abilities. And I have a heart which contains my love. And I have my left side of my heart, which is essentially very similar to the liver, which contains feeling and experience. And these are not things that I can get. An image is usually something that's put on paper. An image in a form, a mold. It's usually, we try to capture it. We try to hold a vessel, a cup, a container is meant to hold. But that is a confusion, explained the Hasidic masters. A cup is not meant to hold. It's meant to pour. It's meant to distill. It's meant to allow for something to go on. So our organs, our body, the way we were created is a tremendous sense of holding ability. The feminine form that we have, both men and women, is our bodies. And our body is beautiful. It was made in the image of God. It was made in God's image, which means it can contain my godly energies, my infinite energies. And that containment is the mistake of all of creation. That I'm here to contain. I'm here to get from my spouse. I'm here to get from you. I'm here to get from my children. Because I have a container. Because I have an image. I have a self. But no cup was made just to receive water. A cup was made to give water. To narrow it down. And that is the secret of creation. We were made in God's image. And through 10 energies, through intellect and emotions, through my intelligence, <clears throat> my feelings, my experience, I will experience something far beyond nature. <clears throat> far beyond anything imaginable, which means there is no image. It's beyond imagination. It's selfless. Yes, there's a container. Yes, there's a self. Yes, there's a body that contains this intelligence and this heart. But how can I touch the intelligence of God? How can I feel the way God gives kindness? How can I have this? How can I partner with the divine? How can I have an infinite love? Not if you get love, not if you're taking, but if you're giving. So when I was made in my image, when I was made in God's image, if I think I'm here to receive, it's just the image. It's just a copy and we stop right there. I'm copying God. I'm receiving from God. I'm worshiping my body, worshiping my receivership. I want to get from God all the time. God wanted to give merit to the Jewish people, so he gave them Torah and mitzvahs. He gave them opportunities to get from him. That was till the Baal Shem Tov came on the scene. 
The Baal Shem Tov said that is not true. He wanted to do something far beyond. Torah Mitzvah is not so you could get from God. It's so you could give. So you could give to God and you could give to everyone around you. So you can get in touch with the true image of God, which is imageless, which means in those 10 energies is revealed something far beyond 10 energies. And how is that possible? That means reaching God. It's not possible. It's exactly the point. How is it possible in this limited world that the world will be filled with the knowledge of God as the sea covers the seabed? How is that possible? It's actually impossible. And that's the purpose of this world. To achieve the impossible. To touch God. To know God. How is it possible to know God? Impossible. You will know the knowledge of God. That is the point. That it's imageless. Your intelligence is limited. But God says through the Torah Mitzvah, through the transformation, through teaching, through being obsessed with intelligence, which means obsessed with teaching intelligence to other people, through being obsessed with emotions, the emotions of God, the divine attributes of compassion will flow through you. And then you will feel God. You will feel what it means to be God. You will feel what it means to be connected with the creator, that the creator of the world should dwell within you. To understand this enormous opportunity. Where image could be a trap. Or image can allow you to go far beyond the imagination. Where image can show you that the true image is imageless. There's no fessel and no tmuna. God has no image. We're made in God's image, but God has no image. That's exactly the point. These 10 energies can achieve the impossible. But if you're trapped by their image and you're trapped to being a receiver, then you're trapped by your own image. You're trapped by your sense of self. And you haven't tapped into your creative abilities. You haven't tapped into Shutav Lakadish Baruch Bemaisabrashis. You haven't tapped into the deepest core of your godly nature. You're Yisrael Shem and Neshama. Yud Shvat Tov Shenchov, the Lubavitcher Rebbe spoke about this and he said, every single Jew has the capability to transcend from Yaakov to Yisrael. Which Yaakov Avinu looked like Adam Arishan. But even Adam Arishan, Adam Echava, they didn't fix the eight chetetzadas. They didn't transcend their humanness. They didn't recognize that they were made in God's image, which means that deep down, if they go deep within, there is no image. There is no limit what you can accomplish. <clears throat> so to understand that my body could be a portal, my body can be My body can be a tremendous container and vessel. A temple for God. Where infinity is experienced by my heart and infinity is experienced by my mind. And this is an enormous revolution of the Holy Balatanya and the Holy Baal Shem Tev. And this was witnessed by Yaakov Avinu. 
This was witnessed by Rachel Imenu. When Rachel had every reason to marry Yaakov. But instead she was compassionate to her sister. She made peace between Avram and Yitzchak. Between Rivka and Sarah. She made peace between the feminine and the masculine. What is better? My soul or my body? And the idea is a soul and a body together. Both recognizing that they both have no image. And they can do the infinite together. If they're giving to another person, that is the secret. That is the best. And Rachel could have lived a beautiful life with Yaakov. She was beautiful like Chava and like other Marishan. Even before the hate, even before the split, she was represented the most beautiful divine image. Rachel Imenu was as beautiful as Chava and even more. And Yaakov was as beautiful as Adam and Ishan, even more. And together they could have had the most profound marriage. But Rachel shared the secrets with her sister. To let her sister go first. Because she was sensitive to her sister who was crying. Who was destined for Esau. And the rest is history. She suffered because of it. But she suffered with another person. And her reward was a son, Yosef HaTzadik. Who became king of the world. Who the blessings of Yaakov Avinu were revealed in him because he was born through compassion by the product of compassion. Rachel could have got married to Yaakov and Leah wouldn't be in the picture and everything would have been wonderful. But the true essence of Yaakov is Mavriach Menakotza Lakotza. Yaakov Avinu is always in a state where I am not better than anyone. I'm here for you. Yaakov was also frustrated with Leah because she made him confront parts of himself that he did not know and didn't understand. Limited version of himself. But that was to allow the Yisrael Shabbat to come out. That was to allow the trauma and the pain and the confusion in our marriages is only there for one moment at a time of a tranquility to come out. In unconditional love, I marry you because my other half. But as the Sheva Brachas leads to life, it becomes a conditional relationship. Where I married you for your beauty, and you married me for my beauty. I married you for your strength, and you married me for my strength, which means the good deeds, the form, and the mold. Perfect girl and the perfect boy. We show up as Yisrael and Rachel, we try to mesmerize each other, which is a conditional element. But the goal is to see that we're both beautiful people. And we have deep within us brokenness, but we have deep within us true beauty. Which my showing of the Yisrael on the date and your showing of Rachel on the date is only a glimmer of the true, unattached, unconditional love that I had deep inside me. So I wasn't lying when I showed you how beautiful I am on the date and when you showed me how beautiful you are. But we're going to discover that through thick and thin. We're going to confuse each other. We're going to bring out trauma from our past childhood. Growing up in different homes, and we're going to confuse each other. And there's going to be gender wars in the sense that you're trying to make me real. And I'm hovering. 
And we're going to misunderstand each other because you're the right and I'm the left. And I'm the left and you're the right, but we were made for each other. Because soul and body were made for each other, because husband and wife were made for each other, because we are supposed to get beyond our image, which the beauty that we have, even if we had all the time in the world, we can never describe the infinity of the soul. There's 10 energies, so we can get way beyond 10. The essence of God dwelled in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. You know what furniture was in the Kodesh HaKadoshim? You know what size it was? It was Mavriach Menakotza Lakotza. It had, Yaakov Avinu was revealed over there. It had energy that was beyond time and space. When you measured it, it didn't make sense. Because each one of every Jew has an infinite potential. And the Holy Balatani explains with this letter that it's through compassion. When you become selfless, when you feel another person, when you transcend, when you release the Yaakov Avinu in you, not Avram, not kindness, not Yitzchak, not feeling, not strength. But when you marry those energies together to give with sensitivity, to really be highly in tune with your children, with your spouse, not to be reactive, but to be active, to be God, to be the creator of the world, to never let somebody touch, to never let it touch you. And if it did till now, oh, it did to Yaakov Avinu. He struggled with Asa for 22 years. He struggled with Lavan. He struggled with his own wives. But in the end, the core of his consciousness was revealed. Where he made peace with everything. Yisrael Shabbat Shalom. He was called Yisrael, which means that he ruled the world, rules the heavens and rules the earth. Because his soul had unleashed a part of him that's beyond body and soul, which mesmerizes and mirrors the infinity of God. And how is that possible? The answer is it's not possible. That is the point. God is impossible, making the impossible possible in me and you. And that is the purpose of the whole entire Torah. And when we witness this enormous revolution that's going to be in the messianic era where we're going to become prophets, when we're going to have insight beyond technology, beyond our artificial intelligence, way beyond the limit of technology, which is to touch the mind of God, which means to become the indwelling of the infinite God, which is beyond a limit, which is beyond an image, beyond the self. And the Holy Balatanya says, that's avoid the Satsadaka. Do that now. Get rid of the self now, the image now. You can achieve far more than you think you can achieve in your marriage, with your children, with your parents, with your friends, with everybody. The stifling, the pain, the suffering is only there to trampoline and call out a deep energy that's beyond the image where you can develop a relationship with your spouse far beyond what you experienced in the dating where you can say the dates were a mirror image, a glimmer of what me and you have to contribute to each other, where we're desperate for each other internally, intellectually, emotionally, experientially, where we become one unit that's beyond the physical allure, that's beyond what you can give me. And that is the gift of the whole entire Torah, to have a sense of a compassion, to have the real experience of the heart, the infinite heart, that's beyond image, beyond space. But in order to get this with clarity, one has to become obsessed with compassion. It has to become your mission, it has to become your intelligence, it has to become your lexicon. 
The Holy Balatanya says if you do that, the revelation on your soul will be unimaginable. And the whole point of Golas is to discover it now during Golas. And if you can discover it now, even for one moment, true one moment, the experience will be indescribable, but totally worth it. Because to be able to witness this revelation now in the darkness, to be able to have an enlightened marriage now, to be able to be here for the poor man now, is the most magical thing in the world.